Alrighty, good morning everybody. Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition Radio and Podcast Streaming Live on KUHSDenver.com um, where we do our best to bring to you uh, the most interesting, innovative, fun people, products, all the things. That, oh, forgot to shut the door. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's always something. Um, but people who are here to uh, really to, to give, to serve. Um, to do big things with their life, which I love, um, and to really make an impact. And so today we have Mark Fox, who is the inventor, oh goodness, of Vibe, which is a pulse, I'm going I'm to get this, is pulse electromagnetic frequency pocket device, which is super cool stuff. And we're going to get into what all of that means. But first off, of course, Mark, I've been looking forward to this. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. I've been looking forward to it as well. Yeah, so many good things. Um, I love this because it's one of those things. It's like, it's just so big and outside of what we typically know, right? Frequencies. Right. How's how how does that work? So I'm excited to jump into that. But first, of course, we start the show with gratitude because gratitude can change the world. I truly believe that, um, and I think it's you know if we take a little time to focus on the things that we're grateful for. Um, it is, it's energetic. It puts it out into the world and it, it, it resonates and it radiates. And so first off, Mark, what are you grateful for? A number of things, but you know, just, I don't want to go dark right at the beginning, but just had quite, I'm grateful to still be here. You know, oh. <laughs> I'm 62 years old and I had quite a few friends and stuff in the past. And it's like, ah, that's all the bad news. The good news is, um, this is a first, my wife asked me, goes, how many, how many things have you, how many companies have you started in the last 10 years? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even want to count them. It's like 12, but like, this is one that's, um, I made DNA from art and music and all kinds of drug testing things and weird stuff. This is a, so what's great, but what's cool about this device is I really get to help people and pets, right? So it's actually yeah. doing something and it's. I'm an ex-rocket scientist. I don't believe in this magic, but I've been studying it for 23 years, and it's, it works. It doesn't work all the time, but it works a ridiculously high percentage of the time. And I'm like, so <clears throat> that's really cool to see a dog whimpering with a hurt leg and then run a protocol, and then they're running around catching their toy or um, try not to cry, because it's like some of the stories I've had in the last few weeks are just, one guy said, hey, and he said it with this tone of voice, too. It's like, Mark, um, my wife has dementia, and she's not been able to complete a sentence for a year and a half. We ran the protocols, and now she's she's making complete sentences, and she's super happy because people can understand her now. I'm like, that's the energy yeah. level, Tom, that you can come <laughs> yeah. up with for that? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I said, do you not want your wife to talk, or what do you, you know, like, it's like, so yeah, stories like that, and there's this tons of them with diabetes and blood sugar, and yeah, one of my favorite stories, if it doesn't raise the hair on your arms, you're not human, is a 17-year-old girl said, Mark, I've never had a date in my life, no boy will ask me out because I have Tourette's. Mm. I'm a monster, I get picked on all the time at school, it's awful. She goes, I ran the brain balancing protocol, and my Tourette's disappeared, and I have a date on Saturday night. Oh, amazing. And that was two years ago, and she's engaged to the guy now. Oh, <laughs> I love stories some, like that. <laughs> yeah, there's some really cool stuff like that. You yeah. know, it's just like, it, it it balances out all the Facebook haters, right? You know, I get called Hitler and, you know, a horrible person. You're stealing money from people and don't, you know, because they're not taking the time to go yeah. research the technology. And if you... You can't win because if I give them a list of 30,000 published papers, they go, I read them all and they're not, mm -hmm. they don't reply. And, so, so anyway, that's, you get, that's what keeps you going. Um, I kind of started it too with a couple things is I saw the results of how powerful it was for PTSD and trauma, mm -hmm. but the devices were being held hostage in a clinical environment or they're too expensive. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. The cheapest other one out there right now, not to be named, like $7,000. So it's like, that's super frustrating that there's a solution for a super big problem. And so that's why I kind of dove into, um, there's got to be a cheaper way to make this thing, 
all right, make something affordable, make it smaller. It doesn't need to be the size of a beer keg, which yeah. is what some of the devices look like, right? Wow. They're, yeah. So that was that's part of the motivation keeps going too, because we have we have a ninety five percent success rate with PTSD and trauma, which I don't even believe, but that's been running a clinical trial for a couple of years on it, and that's what the data shows. So it's beautiful. It's pretty cool. Beautiful. Um, well, I think for me, um, because I would just keep going on and on with what you're saying, but for me, what I'm grateful for, I'm, I think today I'm, I'm really grateful for the people who are like you and you who are thinking outside of the box, doing things that really, you know, you're putting up with the BS of, of the, the, the haters and the non-researchers and, and, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's fine. People are going to have their opinions and their attitudes about things. Um, but you know, when anything is new, um, innovative, you're going to have your people who, who, who do that. I don't know why I don't really get it. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm excited for new technology and new things that are going to help people, especially when it comes to healthcare, because we have a broken system. Um, and, and you, you know, I say that we have, we have really great medical care when it comes to acute care. Um, I think where we struggle is with the expense, with insurance, and we struggle with uh, chronic care. So I think it's really amazing when, and I'm grateful for people who are like you, who are putting up with the BS, stepping outside of the box, saying this is something that um, that hopefully can help a lot of people. Like you said, maybe not everyone, and, and that's okay. That's part of it, right? But um yeah, I love I love innovation. I love people who are just out there rocking it and kicking ass and there to, to, to serve. So thank you for that. Thank right, you. For you're that. welcome. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Cool. Super kind words. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I believe that God gave us He gave us these gifts and we are we are intended to use them to serve and to help and to grow and to love and all of these things that 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 we're put here to do and you know when it comes to you know my world and when I'm working with people and helping people through whatever they're struggling with you know it really is about it in order to live life big the way that we're put here to live it you got to feel good um, right. And you got to get over what if it's mental and emotional, if it's physical, if it's financial, if it's relational, you know, finding your ways to get get through the muck, which is the muck that helps us to grow and to to be able then to serve more. But we can't let it hold us back. Um, and we've got to figure out how to feel our best so we can do what we're put here to do. So anyway, um, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about you. Um, you know how you, you talked a little bit about you know all of the things that you've done. I'm amazed. I'm an entrepreneur. I've done it once. Um, <laughs> like, and it's it's hard. So you know when you say yeah, when you say you know I've had twelve companies and I can't count them. I'm like oh man, that's so awesome. And I just can't even imagine. But good for you. Grateful for people who can do that. Um, but you know what got you. You know what started you down the PEMF, right? I'm gonna say it again: right. pulsed electromagnetic frequency. Um, what got you there, and and pu pushed you into this world of healthcare and helping people through the stuff that they're struggling with? And what excites you and motivates you, and all of the things? Yeah, and I'm an ex-rocket scientist, so I worked on the space shuttle program for 17 years. But what got me all was this actually, 23 years ago. Oh, yeah. And my dog, and she is downstairs and she started crying. She couldn't come upstairs. And so me and my wife, that never happened before. So me and my wife flipped a coin. Who's not going to work today? So we can go find out what's wrong with her, right? So took her to the vet and they x-rayed her and she had severe arthritis in her spine. I'm like, ah, oh. so uh, a very forward-thinking technology veterinarian friend of mine named Oz Jackson goes, hey, there's this lady that has this magic machine that can reverse arthritis. I'm like, really? So I looked into it and that's, she ended up getting too sick too fast, but that's, so we didn't get to apply it to her, but that's what sparked 23 years ago, me looking into this technology and stuff. And, and I'm going to back up on a couple things you said, because 
He said it's new technologies, different ways to look at it. Magnetic therapy has been around for 3,000 years, okay? Yeah. So that's been published, you know, 3,000 mm -hmm. years, all kinds yeah. of documents. It's only in the last 50 to 100 years that PEMF, or pulse electromagnetic fields, are been shown to be way more effective. But it sounds real fancy, so I want to back up even higher than that for me. <clears throat> it's energy. So all it is is energy. So nothing in the world happens without an energy exchange. You don't make s'mores on a campfire without heat going into it, right? You don't cook a hot dog. You don't cook dinner. You don't break your leg without gravity and falling. Chemical. Everything is energy. So if you keep it that way, it's an energy exchange. Everything in the world is an energy exchange. So their frequencies, they don't have to be delivered with magnetic field, which is PMF. It could be PMF. It could be electrical current. It can be vibration, sound, or light. Okay? So if you just think of it that way, it's frequencies transferring energy to your body. And in the simplest terms, how does it work? It's recharging the cells on your batteries, mitochondria to be specific. Mm -hmm. And that's been proven over and over that this voltage, like a car battery, if the voltage drops, you get sick. And ATP, which is adenosine triphosphate, it's the main food that your cells use for energy. It can increase it up to 500%. So I think about it that way is, the PMF is just the modality of delivering it, but MIT, for example, discovered by accident that you can reverse Alzheimer's with 40 hertz light flickering. Wow. Okay. So, and I've had a prototype over here for three years. Um, I can't afford the divorce, Nikki, so I have to make sure this PMF device works first, but I have watches, I have lights, I have all kinds of different things to deliver that energy yeah. that could be more user-friendly and easy, but the reason I... I chose PMF is because it allowed me to design something that can be therapy on the go, <clears throat> see, which nobody else really has, or it's yeah. very rare. Yeah. A Beamer mat or something. So if anyone's heard of PMF, and it, in, my, in my experience, it's about one out of 20 people have ever, 19 out of 20 have never heard of it. The one out of 20 that have heard of it have heard of a Beamer mat or mm -hmm. some kind of mat at a chiropractor or a doctor, right? Yep, yep. So, it's, what's the difference between this and a mat? It's 25 times more affordable. It's 152 times smaller. It's actually eight times stronger. It's one piece instead of seven pieces. You can carry it in your pocket. Nobody knows you're getting the therapy and you can take it on an airplane. So that's my pitch. I love and it. that's why I kind of designed it that way is so you can be on the go and not know, anyone knows you're getting therapy. It's, it's almost like the, the audibles and I, I love the audibles and stuff, but like a psychiatrist built one for me for blood pressure, anxiety and stuff, but I have to sit there for 22 minutes and not move. Mm -hmm. That's super hard for me to do. I yeah. can go walking for two hours, but I can't, it's hard for me to do that, right? I struggle yeah. with that. So this one, you put it in your pocket and you forgot you have it, right? You don't even know it's there. So that that's the cool part of it. But that's how I got involved really was just <laughs> started with my dog, got frustrated to see, you know, we have 44 suicides a day with military veterans, first responders, medical workers, right? That's not counting all the civilians. I thought in my clinical trials, it'd be mostly military men. Mm -hmm. It's actually about 50, 50, maybe 60, 40 women mm -hmm. that are civilian mm -hmm. that have trauma. Yeah. They got a crappy husband or boyfriend or both, or the kids suck or miscarriages or life or mm -hmm. car wrecks. No, all that. So it's really, really helped with that, which is super cool. So that that's another piece that kind of keeps me going with this. The feedback that they get that it's working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, um, when you talk about dogs, you like hit me right in the heart, right? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a human nutritionist, but started out, I mean, dogs have been my thing. Dogs and horses are my thing. But, you know, dogs for, since I was, you know, teeny, teeny, tiny kid. And so they're, they're a part of my practice in that I help people, I help to teach people how to feed raw food. But oftentimes they come to me when it's, there's something going on, right? It's kind of like how we do with our own healthcare. We don't do much about it. We don't do, and this is a very general statement, obviously, but we're, we are not as proactive as we could be. Um, and then something happens, a symptom happens, a disease happens, a diagnosis, whatever it is. And then we're like, oh, 
what can I do? I've got to go find out what to do about this. And so, um, which is, you know, it's fine because there are things that can be done about a lot of things, including your device. But if we can, you know, if we can be proactive in our health, if we can be proactive in our animals' health and feed real food and feed ourselves real food and then have these devices that can help us through, you know, that can also be proactive, but then can help us through the things that, you know, we're struggling with as well. Um, anyway, I love that you are, you know, you know, that it started with your dogs. I mean, yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you for that. Cool. Right. Thank you. Um, so let's see, I'm trying to figure out, let's talk about specifically about the frequencies, because what I know, you know, I talk a lot in, you know, in my world about elect electromagnetic frequencies. But usually it's the it's not the good ones, right? It's our cell phones, it's the Wi-Fi. Um, we have there there are people we can look at testing. We can understand people's, uh, at least in part, you know their their potential, right? Their epigenome, their potential for the being more sensitive to our electromagnetic frequencies that are put out by you know cell phones and, and Wi-Fi and all of these different things. And we're we're surrounded by them, and some people are just really incredibly sensitive. And I think that even if we don't have the genetics for it or the variants for it, that it still is, has a potential of being damaging. What you are working with though is very different. And so can you explain that? I'll try and I get asked this multiple times a day. So <laughs> it is not very different since identical from the standpoint of its light, mm -hmm. okay? So it's in the electromagnetic spectrum just like uh, 30 hertz is still an electromagnetic spectrum of gamma rays or something for X or X-rays that are extremely dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a wide range. They're all light. The light bounces the room, so it's all the same as far as frequencies. But so that's the first comment because I get asked every day. The mm -hmm. second one yeah. is all of these frequencies are between one and a thousand hertz, which is extremely low. You mentioned a cell phone; that's millions of hertz, millions, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Uh, X-rays are 10 to, I'm going to get it wrong, 10 to the 12th power or 14th power of frequency, right? It's or many orders of magnitude higher. That's ionizing. It does all kinds of damage. Mm -hmm. So, and the PEMF, it collapses back on itself. So, part, part it, it doesn't transmit like your cell phone. That's designed at high energy to go to that tower and send your voice and signal to another phone. This collapses back on itself. It's an alternating current, and it's super, super, super low energy. Some of your listeners are probably familiar to a 10s unit. If it was electrical wires, this is an analogy we use, it would be a thousand times less energy than a 10s unit. Wow. That's how Interesting. Yeah, so if I hook this up with electrical current, it would be, it'd be micro, microamps, not millions. So okay. it would be a thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. times less. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's kind of the energy part of it. As far as the frequencies, everyone goes, what frequencies does it run at? Okay, so I'm going to oversimplify it. It's always run in a pair, frequency A and B. So think of it as a chord on a guitar. So it's a two string chord. And this is oversimplifying, but frequency A is where is it? B is what's wrong with it. That chords are gonna change every one to four minutes, depending on what the protocol is and what's wrong with you. So it's each protocol is completely different. They range 30 to two and a half hours, well, 30 minutes, two and a half hours. Some of them, like PTSD, which is incredibly complex, is going through 76 frequency pairs, hmm. right? So it's, it's not doing a sweep like a simple PMF thing of 8 to 10 hertz. It's going through this very complex um, copyrighted protocols that I have, okay? okay? Where they come from is 8,000 practitioners in 35 years playing with it, okay? So the other way, instead of a strings guitar, think of it as recipes and ingredients. Mm -hmm. I add a little oregano, I add some garlic, I take out thyme, right? I add something else, I keep playing with the recipe to get it better. And you're still doing that. So that's what the protocols are. They're super, 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 super low energy. Um, <clears throat> the opening line that I talk about when it's gonna kill me, it's electromagnetic, I go, if PEMF, low energy PEMF was dangerous, everything on earth would be dead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because the Earth emits it constantly. It yeah. has for four and a half billion years, as far as we know. So 7.81 hertz, 
13.1 and 20.3. They're called uh, resonance frequencies. Mm -hmm. and it's really cool where they come from, theoretically. It comes from lightning strikes, the millions and millions of them every day. Interesting. Echoing and ricocheting off the ionosphere. So the Earth's ionosphere is acting like a bell. So it's resonating along. So this puts out a maximum of nine Gauss. Gauss is how you measure the strength of magnetic field. The Earth's putting out about 0.4 to 0.5, depending on where you live. And you can open an app on your phone and anyone the world can see what the Earth is doing right now, right? So mm -hmm. you're totally engulfed in it. Every living thing and non-living thing is engulfed in it. So it's not magic like some weird voodoo new thing. Mm -hmm. So those of you that know of the movie Earthing and the grounding That's movement. exactly where my mind was just going, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have my feet on an Earthing map right mm -hmm. now. And the reason I added the Earth frequencies was to simulate those three I just said. Yeah. That hypothetically, you could be grounded while you're still wearing shoes. Mm. That was my logic. I haven't mm -hmm. proven that, but that's why I yeah. added yeah, three yeah. Earth frequencies to the latest version. But yeah. So think, you think about it that way, grounding. Um, mm -hmm. And again, we said it's it's... I gotta be careful when I talk to doctors, when yeah. they go, you prove the mechanism of action to me. I'm like, you don't know how aspirin works, okay? <laughs> Get off your horse for a minute. You don't, you have a theory on how it works and you yeah. don't know how any drug yeah. in the world works. You have theories, but you've never proven it. Here's why I normally lose doctors, Nikki. I go, have you ever heated a slice of pizza in a microwave oven? And they go, yeah, okay. So how does that work? Everyone in the world's done that. Everyone in the modern world's mm -hmm. done that. Well. Now they know it's a trick question, so they start stuttering. They go, well, the microwaves are doing some energy to heating. Okay, right. So the theory is you're hitting the exact rotational energy of a water molecule. So it's spinning on its own axis, causing friction with the cheese, right? Nobody in the world has ever, ever seen a spinning water molecule, ever videotaped one or taken a photograph of it. So it's a theory. It's not proof. So I get angry with doctors sometimes when they beat me to death on that, and I'm like, you're delusional or crazy if you think you have proven how these other drugs work. So my my missions all since I've been doing this is number one, don't hurt anybody. So I spent forever on this theme of mm -hmm. how high is the energy? How's it compared to what? What's been done? Test of that. So that's my number one. Mm -hmm. Number one. I think I've proven that. Number two, by far, second place, is I don't want to sell booted. Right? So I wish I had tons of funding to do tons and tons of clinical trials. The problem is when people go, oh, 8,000 doctors in 35 years will do it, develop this. Where's, well, there's 35,000 published papers, but most of those doctors, they don't publish papers. They treat patients, right? right? Yeah. They don't publish papers. Universities do, or doctors at universities are fun, right? It's a different path of, especially chiropractors that are, I'm going to offend them. Any of you listeners, where they're rifling 37 people an hour through an office, they're not writing published studies, mm -hmm. right? So it's that part gets. So I just always go, you know what? Time. If you're not hurting anyone, you try to prove that it work is relief before reason. Okay. Never. Mm -hmm. My lifetime, I'm going to be able to explain and prove how it works. Just won't be able to. But I don't care. Mm -hmm. right? I don't care. And I get, I get sucked into that rabbit hole multiple times a day in a phone call and after about 25 minutes of talking to a potential customer, it's like, here's the deal. Try it for 30 days, if it doesn't work for you, send it back. I don't want anyone in the world to have one if it didn't work for them, I'll give you money back. Mm -hmm. You're asking, you're going, you're overthinking it. You're going way too deep on all the mechanisms, which I think you can't prove those even if I, that was my theory. So try not, I, try not to get too stuck on that, people. And, and the majority don't, the majority, most people won't find out about this technology if they haven't been broken for a while. They've already yeah. tried a bunch yeah. of other stuff. Sure. They try medications. Mm -hmm. They don't like the side effects of that medication. They've had surgery. Acupuncture helped some, but didn't do all that they need. Or I can't drive to an. I got a lot of Canadian customers. They got to drive three hours to their doctor. Right? They mm -hmm. can't. They can't go twice a week and do yeah. therapy. So they're yeah. looking for a remote something solution. I can do it work have my pocket mm -hmm. while I'm driving. One point on driving. There aren't many side effects, but one is if you're in a lot of pain, a lot of pain, the first time you use it, do not be driving or operating a catapult or shooting guns because mm -hmm. it may get you drunk or stoned. Interesting. 
because, and this has been measured, mm -hmm. when you're in severe long-term pain, mm -hmm. it can release so many endorphins so fast because the pain disappeared. Wow. And you can feel drunk or stoned. So make sure the first time you're using it, you're sitting, you know, you're not doing one of those things. It, most people that doesn't happen, it's gotta be somebody that's been suffering for 30 years with mm -hmm. severe back pain or something. So it's, that's, I had a 23 year old woman right here who did a severe car wreck and she did that. That was the first ones I saw was, she started backpedaling to us. I'm seeing double vision and I go, I'd stop for a minute, right? And, and it's weird is, Nikki, people don't go, they don't say, my pain disappeared. They say something almost exactly like this each time. They say, something's not right. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's because they're so used to pain for so long that it's no longer there. It's part of their personality and their being yeah. is that's how I function, right? You know, as I, it's a, it's you, not you, the pain's not, it's like at first, it's mm -hmm. something's not right because it's weird and their brain's trying to. Yeah, kind of and, process it, yeah. And practitioners in the clinic, like example, like walking and some things is, you, like say you severely injured, right? And then that pain and, and repair happens with this device. Your brain has trained itself to not do that with its leg. Mm -hmm. So you, you're not, you're supposed to hop. <clears throat> The doctors are teaching people to walk backwards with the moonwalk, like Michael Jackson doing weird things to reprogram the brain because their brain says, nope, you injured that thing and you're not allowed to use it. Yeah. Now that you can use it, I'm not letting you use it because I haven't been programmed to let you use it. Isn't that fascinating? So all kinds of weird things yeah. like that. Thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so interesting. Um, the, the brain is the most f fascinating organ and, and, you know, we still just are so you know, confused. We don't know anything. We, we don't, don't know anything about it. That's exactly right. Um, one of the things that you had said, you know, because I, this is what I think is fascinating too, is you're talking about how we don't know how it works. We don't know how a lot of things work. There are, I, I'm, I believe there are a lot of things in medicine that, especially when it comes to biochemistry, when it comes to cells, cellular structure, um, uh, DNA, you know, that we believed to be true but it it's not necessarily right we're taught this is the way it looks we're taught that these are the components of a cell but are they really when we've never actually seen them right this is what yeah. we sort of assume and it's what you're <clears throat> saying we've there are a lot of things nobody's ever seen a picture of these things because they're just too small and we just don't we don't understand it right right mm -hmm. or, or i'll give you an analogy there so mm -hmm. i'm just a my undergraduate's chemical engineering. I'm just a dumb rocket scientist, okay? So I used to teach at Los Alamos National Labs. And if you're not familiar, that is the smartest nuclear physicist in the world, okay? Mm -hmm. So when I walk in, I can't introduce myself. I'm gonna get murdered, right? He's just a chemical engineer, right? So I don't introduce myself. I don't even make eye contact with him. I go over and I have a chart, a gigantic chart that shows the history of physics. On average, every 12 to 20 years, you are completely wrong for hundreds of years, completely wow. wrong, yeah. not even close. So I go, mm -hmm. based on this statistics and history, half of whatever you guys did your thesis on is completely wrong. So deal with that. Yeah. Okay. And then they just kind of slouch in their chair and I go, who the hell is this guy? Why is he beating us up? Because I'm trying to tenderize your brain mm -hmm. so that you don't have your mind already made up about this is the way it is or this is how it works. Because this, and they all kind of look at it. I'm going through the history chart. They're like, crap, he's right. Mm -hmm. Crap, he's right. Yeah, that did happen. Right, we studied that, right? Yeah. Right. None of that was true. And it's a, maybe it's God's video game. I don't know. You, you go to a different level each time, right? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, the rules are different over here. And we, you know that you learn something at, at ridiculous speed. I mean, it's, and the world's changing so fast. I mean, I don't know why this popped in my head. It's not related to this, but this is crazy. I have a, experimental airplane I built and we're trying to work on a problem and another guy, a friend of mine has an electronics thing wouldn't work. He told AI to, it's a radio, a military radio that he makes for special forces. Mm -hmm. They had a problem, he goes, he told AI, look at my schematic and tell me if anything's wrong with it. And the computer AI redrew a circuit diagram and using letters, like you know in the old days where you had a computer print out with the green, maybe not old enough, green and white paper and you had yeah. I, I little letters, <laughs> it make little letters to draw the picture, it drew, yeah. it worked. Holy smokes. 
and it worked. It wow. fixed the radio problem. Like, okay, this AI stuff's getting, getting crazy. And I use it all the time for yeah. writing yeah. and some other things. Sure. Like, what's weird is like this video right now that I'm doing podcasts, we're using five different AIs. I'm going on a tangent on you, but five different yeah, AIs good. to create a hundred video clips from an hour podcast. And it's doing it automatically and AI is writing the hashtags and the description yeah. and it's putting the caption in there and it's posting to all the social media, TikTok, Facebook, all of my platforms and it's analyzing all that and tell me which ones that actually run paid ads. Wow, that is fascinating. A lot of this stuff I knew, but somehow I'm like, I had no idea I could do that. I mean, I should know, but yeah. Yeah, we, that's been in the last 10 days that we just started testing this experiment. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. And then my friend showed me, he goes, I want you to watch this video and you think of, see if you really like, and I go, okay. So it's him, he's in the Bahamas, he's giving it, you know, it's a very good, super good video. And he goes, Mark, that's not me. That's not me in the video. Mm. I wasn't in the Bahamas and I didn't write the script. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I just told AI, make me a video of me. There's going to be a lot of divorces in the future when you were, I actually wasn't there. I didn't even see that girl. <laughs> if somebody wants to blackmail you, it's some scary stuff coming. It is. I mean, that's the, I've been thinking about that. I was like, there's some weird stuff. I even get in trouble for something I didn't do, you know? It's, it's just the revenge people that could come after you, but anyway. Go ahead. It's, it is. <laughs> well, and, and that's that's the, the sad thing about, you know, I don't know, the human condition and where we are is, you know, we have these things that are that have the ability and are so good, but, you know, somebody's going to abuse it. Somebody's going to have, you know, they're not going to have the, you know, other people's, you know, best interest in, at heart, only their own and what they want to do. And so it is, it's really frustrating, but, but I'm with you because, you know, it's, it talk about, you know, especially as, as entrepreneurs and, you know, we, the time it takes to do stuff just takes so long when you're doing it yourself. And to have the ability to cut that time by hours and hours and hours is fascinating. Um, and I mean, I've been using it a lot and it's, it's, it is, it's, it, it's, it's great for that. I know you've got to respect it and be careful of it. And it's, it's probably going to get really wonky on us someday, but <laughs> right now there, there are these, right. these pieces that are really, really awesome about it. So yes, um, it is technology, right? It's technology. One other just key point to that for yep. your listeners that when people go, oh, this is so woo-woo, I just immediately go to think about time for a minute and go back is, can you imagine how magical anesthesia was when that happened? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine DNA sequencing, stem cell research? Right, just go back any any technology that was where Arthur Clark I think it was said that you know it's pure magic until it's not anymore. Right? Yeah, paraphrasing, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like picture yourself with a cell phone on the Mayflower, trying to explain to the rest of your crewmates what this thing is and how it works. Right? Mm -hmm. Is if you think about it that way, and magnetic therapy has been around for thousands of years. Like I said, it's yeah. not that far out there. And if you just think of energy mm -hmm. exchange, mm -hmm. but yeah, so I go through a whole list of, you know, we didn't think about that in the Civil War. We didn't know what bacteria was. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. All those weird things. Mm -hmm. So, PMF, I hope, mm -hmm. and energy therapies, and it's changing. Mm -hmm. Right. 10, 20 yeah. years from now, I was like, oh, of course it does that. Right. Yeah. But we're nowhere there yet. Mm -hmm. Not even close yet, but it's getting closer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a one of my chiropractors has a machine that's a magnetic. I don't even remember what it's called, but you know, for chronic pain, you put it on that and it, it helps with chronic pain. I, I pointed my back cause I've had an issue with my back over the last couple of years. But anyway, um, so yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting what it can do and his machine is huge, right? And I'm sure the frequencies are different, but you know, the ability to be able to, to have access to something like this that can be used for many different protocols because you have, what is, was it 59 different protocols? Is that what it is? So there's, there's, yeah, there's 59 core protocols okay. that are loaded on the device. Mm -hmm. Five of those are brainwave entrainment protocols, which those five can be repurposed for another 70 conditions. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's in the last couple months. I've, oh. 
collaborated with some other PMF researchers and it's between 1 and 30 hertz. I'm like, wait a minute, all of my brainwave stuff is between 1 and 30. Can we just expand the versatility of this program? And what I don't have on the core protocols is erectile dysfunction, but it's one of the expansion ones. So getting a lot of Facebook <laughs> conversions on that one on yeah. erectile dysfunctions, mm -hmm. right? There's, so there's several like that. There's some duplicates, but, um, and they're coming at it from a different angle. There's one, one PMF self-proclaimed expert doctor out there. He's the only one I know of that's saying this. Like he says, it doesn't matter what the frequencies are. It just, as long as it's PMF, it's gonna add energy to the body and it's gonna let the body use the frequency and the energy to heal itself. He might be right or partially right mm -hmm. because just yesterday, I had a lady whose blood sugar was at 240 mm. for three months. Wow. She ran DIA and went down to 120. And she goes, what's DIA? That's diabetes, right? And I'm like, no, that's diabiological syndrome. That is a term I made up, okay? So diabiological syndrome, depression, insomnia, anxiety. Almost no one has one of those. It's the devil's trying to, you either can't sleep because you're anxious, you're anxious because you can't sleep, you got depression. You've got two or all three of them. So I built a protocol with all three of those stacked together, not targeted at insulin resistance at all. Mm -hmm. But in this N of one, in this case, her blood sugar came way down. Mm -hmm. So it's, she wasn't using the right protocol, but it still worked. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there may be some truth to that. And mm -hmm. any other, any of you doctor people, your P factor wasn't below 0 0.05, all that. Okay. No, there's not. But right. you know what? Sample size doesn't, I'll tell you, sample size does not matter for the handful of seven-year-old women that found out they just ran general inflammation and their varicose veins in their legs disappeared. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, where's the before and after pictures? Mm -hmm. they, every one of them, we didn't take any before pictures. We didn't think it would do that. Neither did I. Right, so I'm trying to do a varicose vein study now is yeah. take some before pictures, run it in after. So there's some magic stuff that still happens with it. That, mm -hmm. And it's cool. I mean, it doesn't, <clears throat> Those side effects that we know of drunk get stoned, or, or, two minor ones, if it makes you feel nauseous, it most likely means you have an infection. Mm. You're impacted mm -hmm. tooth or in your toe, and you just don't know it. Yeah. In the theory, the theory is when you're running general inflammation, it's reducing the inflammation around where that badness is, mm -hmm. which may allow some of it to go in your bloodstream. Mm. Or, if you're so toxic, you got to detox it's almost this is probably three to five percent of my customers mm -hmm. not, maybe not that much maybe three two to three mm -hmm. first couple of sessions they'll feel worse mm -hmm. right and i'll go and it's hard for me to say stick with it because i don't want you to do it if it's making you feel bad but then it's like if you can do that stick with it and then almost every time then they feel better so i don't mm -hmm. know the phenomena exactly if it, you know i'm measuring toxins or leaking released or what but that has happened a few times mm -hmm. although you know but so it is not an exact science, but like any medicine, and this isn't medicine because I'm not a doctor, I don't right. treat, diagnose, cure anything, right? right? Yep, yep. So, but it's, like I said, it's not hurting anyone. Um, it's, anyway, so it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, I have so much on that because, you know, I work with people who are sick all the time and they're sick from, uh, mycotoxin exposure, from, you know, environmental toxicants, you know, from pesticides, herbicides, glyphosate from, uh, uh, you know, heavy metals, you know, we can go on and on and on with, I mean, I run these labs all the time on people who are suffering with chronic exposures, or maybe it's a microbial uh, infection, like you said. Uh, and so there's so many of these things. What I know is when people start to heavily detox, they're going to feel like crap. I also know that the way that I detox and work with people is by we, we we do things in order to mitigate that feeling like crap as much as possible because it's going to happen but i have to warn people you might feel like crap but you got to deal with it and so that that would be one of those things you know if you're doing something and they're starting to detox now we got to make sure you know again this is my world that that if they start to detox that they're able to get rid of whatever it is that's there so they've got to be the pooping every day, peeing every day, sweating every day, you know, all of these things that make, that, that, that help us to eliminate these toxins. But, you know, sometimes when you feel bad, 
That's a really good sign. It's not fun, but it's a good yeah. sign. <laughs> that's super interesting. Thank you. That's a super. I'm going to use that. Good. Right? I hope you do. <laughs> I hope you do. But also tell them, make sure you're pooping every single day. It's so important. <laughs> yeah. We have a constipation protocol, too. And I had this one lady on a web cam. She goes, yeah, they use it for this. They use it for that. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, and her eyes get this big. The constipation one works. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. That's so cool. So I want to get back because I have a I have a question about the erectile dysfunction one. Do you have a cardiovascular protocol? I have heart health. Okay. Which is in general, right? So mm -hmm. and it's again, I'm not a doctor where mm -hmm. it came from as an eight thousand and they kind of put a whole bunch of thing into that protocol. Mm -hmm. They were treating all kinds of different stuff for hearts and mm -hmm. it's like so I'm going to put 30 hertz and 116 mixed together. I'm making the numbers up because I don't know what I'm talking about. 24 yeah. and 242 for this piece. Well, they may have this problem with the valve. They may have this with mm -hmm. the, I may get it wrong, but the electrical energy vortex that's going around with it. So let's do this with the energy thing, right? So they play with all those pieces of heart. And there's lots of, several videos on YouTube, people who go to research, is looking at coagulated blood flow. Right? I'm going to say the medical terms are wrong, but... They're all clumped together, the mm -hmm. blood cells, right? Right, right, right. You yeah. Run EMF, mm -hmm. and suddenly they're all separated and flowing. Nice, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So just mm -hmm. that in general mm -hmm. is getting better blood flow, better oxygen mm -hmm. oxygenation of the blood, right, mm -hmm. and reaching further in the body and that type of thing. So all that's kind of my understanding is combined into that heart health. Yeah. Right. I asked the question because I think that something that a lot of men don't realize is that when they're suffering with erectile dysfunction, a lot of times it's because of cardiovascular issues that, that are okay. unknown. And so I that would be, it's interesting for me to think, well, what if somebody's, you know, you've got a man, and you know, hormones can be involved, and there are a lot of things that can be involved in this, right? Um, but I think so often, I'm gonna probably go a little deeper than I should, but I can't help it, but we've got, We've got the beer drinkers, we've got the belly with this excessive, you know, adipose tissue that starts to produce estrogen, and then, then these men go into converting their testosterone to estrogen, which is obviously going to create cardio, uh, create erectile dysfunction, likely, anyway, and all kinds of other stuff. But all of that stuff also is inflammatory, and is going to affect the cardiovascular system, so you've got all of these double whammies going on. What if, then you work with somebody who says, okay, I've got this, I've got erectile dysfunction. They have no idea that there's also cardiovascular, potential cardiovascular issue. You put them on a cardiovascular protocol and it works with their, or it helps their erectile dysfunction. Yeah, I mean, that could very well be, again, say fourth time, I'm not a doctor, but here's what happens multiple times a day. Yeah. Like, and I get an email that says, will this help with RSMG? And I'm like, don't know what that is. I, I've learned to get a cold drink before I go Google it because you can't unsee the pictures, right? Yeah, so yeah. I type in whatever it is and I go, huh, what am I looking at? <laughs> and then I read the little Wikipedia thing that's I usually takes 15 to 20 seconds. And I said, what's the underlying cause of this? Mm -hmm. Many, many, many times it's inflammation, right? It's just, there's a million, yeah. a million Latin words you guys made up for that part of inflammation in your thyroid, neck, ear, yeah. whatever, yeah. brain, part of the, right? So it's that toxicity, liver, cardiovascular stuff, health thing, right? So uh, general inflammation is like the biggest one used, but there's mm -hmm. a handful of kidney and liver protocols I have. It's like, so I have to go, yeah, it's not functioning right. And then I just tell people, I don't know, right? So try this. Mm -hmm. I have example, lady goes, it only happens like every other week, but when it happens, I itch my arms so badly that I, I can't stop bleeding and it's uncontrollable. It's yeah. debilitating. What is it? I'm like, oh, I'm not a doctor, but try general inflammation because that's the go-to. Mm -hmm. It sounds like maybe some kind of allergy, so run allergy. So she ran both of those and it went away. Mm -hmm. so I, we didn't have a name for that one, right? So it's, but it is weird and I got to be careful because I get sure. more and more people going, I need an answer for this, 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 and this. I'm like, I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling you stuff you can go try with it and it, it you know because the fda ftc any three-letter acronym you know can the reason i don't they can come shut me down for no reason or any reason the reason i don't mention covid 
even though the flu protocol works great, mm -hmm. okay? I don't yeah, want the black SUVs to come out yeah. and haul me away, mm -hmm. right? Because I make COVID claims, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So the biggest thing I have by far is video testimonials of customers mm -hmm. and my logic, and it may be completely flawed, but my logic is First Amendment rights. A customer is allowed to say what happened in his yeah. own experience, mm -hmm. and I'm allowed to show that video. Now, the problem is, friend I've known since kindergarten sums it up perfectly. Mark, I'd rather give you a video, I'd rather give you a kidney than a video. Mm. That's how hard it is to get people to give you. And everyone goes, just use the written testimonials. Well, no one believes them. Yeah. All the Facebook haters like, you made it up on your own. What's funny, this, with the Facebook haters go there one tinge, because this made me laugh so hard last week. One Facebook hater wrote, the thing that surprises me most about this company is the unlimited manpower and resources they have to continually create shrill, fake Facebook accounts to compliment themselves. I died of laughter. The company's me and a fish behind me, right? I don't have any investors or fun. It's like I'm bootstrapping this from my retirement savings. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That is so funny that there's enough positive comments on Facebook now that this guy is convinced they're all fake. And I'm. <laughs> I have all these fake accounts I created. I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> who, who has <laughs> the time? I don't know. It's like, so that's a, just crack me up. I go, and I told my wife like four months ago, if I get to the point where there's people that start fighting for me on Facebook, like, mm -hmm. screw you, Steve. I got one of these that's working for me. Then I'm starting to win. And now that's happening. Mm -hmm. I'm getting quite a few people. I just, I don't block them unless they're awful. Yeah. I don't block them anymore. And I just wait and see if somebody else beats them up. So mm -hmm. I, do you have one of these? Do you know? And then yeah. they yeah. shut up. That's right. awesome. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I love that. I think that so often um, when things go wrong with our bodies, right, we, we are looking for a diagnosis. So this is going back to what you were saying. You know, people are asking you, why is this and what's going on? You know, where it's like we're conditioned to go to our doctor and say, tell me what the name of this is. You know, um, I think, I think. I like to think that it's important for us to get away from that because I think often we can take on that diagnosis. Like it's, it's who I am when that's not the case, when we have, you know, because of epigenetics, we have the ability to, to change our situation. We have the ability to, in a lot of ways, right? There are, you know, things happen, right. but, uh, <laughs> but, um, if, you know, when I'm talking with people, because like you, I don't diagnose, I can't diagnose, I won't diagnose, but what I will say is you have this cluster of symptoms, which can be a disease or maybe it's not, right? With, you know, a disease with a name or maybe it's not. So often the, the cluster of symptoms is coming from the root causes, like you said, inflammation, but we still gotta say, we gotta ask the question, why are you inflamed, right? And so maybe that doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter with, with your device but when, for my my brain, I'm like, I need to understand the why. So what is it that's creating the inflammation in the first place? And it doesn't mean we're going to diagnose or find, you know, the name of what this is. It means we're going to address your symptoms um, by, by figuring out the best that we can, the root cause, you know, by testing, by looking at your genetics, all of the things that we have access to that we can do to to address what it is so the body can do its job on its own. So we, we you know, use something like what you have, because I, I, I saw this on your website, you know, it doesn't get rid of parasites, right? And so often the cause of inflammation is parasites, it's microbes, it's these things. But if we can address the inflammatory response and, and, and address the symptoms while we're also then addressing, you know, the parasites and doing antimicrobials and all of these things. I can, the stories and the pictures that I've seen, you know, <laughs> that is, woo, it's awesome. It's crazy stuff, but it's, it, it works so beautifully all together. I don't know, maybe I went off on a little bit of a tangent, but I can't help just the way my mind's work, mind works. I got to understand the why, but let's, let's try to also help your symptoms as we're, you know, addressing these things that need to be, you know, getting you out of the toxic environment, getting you out of, away from, you know, the mycotoxin exposures, these things that will continuously just beat the body down, creating a burden and making you sick. Yeah. One, one thing that we just made me think about with that, and I, 
I don't have that experience in the clinical environment with those eight, that, that much of it, right? But there's a lot of doctors and people using these frequencies and technology that say, not only is it a therapy tool, it's a diagnostic tool because if I run asthma on you and it doesn't help, it's probably not asthma causing mm -hmm. It's something else. So they've been using it a lot like that way. It's like, hmm, this almost always works here. So let's dig a little deeper. There might be something else cool. that's causing that. Yeah. They say about inflammation. I just came out with a little inflammation kit that's measuring cellular in inflammation oh. through, through urine. So you. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm getting ready to make this video that take your urine and put it in any cup. Sitting right over here, you do it. But see if I get some humor out of it. It's like it's just going to say your boss's coffee cup on it. And I'm going to take the urine sample out of it and put it in the whole pile. <laughs> I'm not going to point that out. I'm just going to leave it in the video. But it's just a little color chart that you're looking at before and after. So I'm trying. It's, as you know, in any therapy, the gold standard of measuring before and after is almost still always pain chart. I'm a 10. I'm the frowny crying thing. And I left as a three. It came as a 10. Or, right, it's, it's self-reported subjective data, which is valid, but as much objective data as you can get. So that's what I'm trying to add to things. Mm -hmm. I wrongly, for example, I wrongly believe that cortisol would correlate with PTSD and trauma. It does not. Okay. Now I've spent a whole bunch of time and money on. So I ran the largest no-killed, you like dogs, the largest no-killed dog rescue in the world is here in Florida. I ran a gigantic study with infusing water with PTSD and measuring cortisol in their saliva. Mm. We got some good results, but it didn't, it wasn't what I was expecting. I dove into it more and more with the Veterans Administration and the PTSD office, and they're like, nope, cortisol, you would think stress went up, cortisol went up. Not true with PTSD and trauma. Okay. PTSD, they have a low cortisol to start with, and it stays there. The biomarker for PTSD is heart rate variability. Okay. And it's the opposite of what I thought. You want the heart rate variability to go up to be more healthy, not down. So it's not heart rate, mm -hmm. it's heart rate variability. So right. that is the one biomarker that everyone agrees with that. So I'm constantly trying to find, prove it works, number, number two, mm -hmm. voodoo. I want to sell voodoo. Um, to a Fitbit, aura rings, they're too expensive because I tried to get a bunch of them, but a Fitbit Inspire 3 is like $80 and it has heart rate variability, stress, yeah. sleep, right? Mm -hmm. So there's some biomarkers like that. It's just sleep alone. Whatever your ailment was and protocols you're on, you sleeping longer now, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that's a marker too is like, or more REM sleep. So there's yeah. all those things I'm trying to add, but again, there's me and the fish funding this. I can't do a whole ton of studies, although I want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad to say I have probably four or five studies with doctors going on, 30 to 60 day studies right now that have been over two years. They're not done yet. They just, mm -hmm. they don't do studies, even though I gave them yeah. devices. It's like, ah, oh, I have diabetes, sleep, yeah. pain, all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. I love to collect more data so I can argue my P factor of 0.0007. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What I have. Yeah. So it's um, one weird, I did one. So 95% success rate with PTSD, two out of three will be clinically and statistically significant. That's the great news. The only potential bad news, and this is really, I've spent a lot of time on this. Almost half those people will tell me, yeah, I don't know if it helped me. I'm like, really? So <clears throat> this highest score you get on PTSD is an 80, which means you're as broken as you're gonna get, right? Below 33, you don't have PTSD, okay? So I start doing Zoom calls with report cards because I'm not involved. It's their self-reporting before mm -hmm. and after. And I go, you don't think it helped you at all? Nope. You reported a 72 30 days ago. You just now reported a 12. Nikki, they start crying, right? They forgot how bad they felt, yes. right? And so yeah. I talk to psychiatrists and doctors all the time and a whole bunch of people like, one, because I was afraid of all these returns I'm going to get, which I haven't, because mm -hmm. I got it, they didn't think it worked and they sent it back. And it's like, I have a friend I've known since kindergarten who's a chiropractor here in town. He's like, Mark, I videotape every new client because they come in on a walker. The next time they come in, they're on a cane. The next time they come in, they're holding a lap dog. And they'll go, I could always do this. And no, you couldn't. Two months ago, you couldn't even walk. Yeah. Right? So there's some mental thing that, and doctors are telling me, maybe you can confirm this. Doesn't matter what drug it is, intervention, nothing. It happens all the time, Mark. Mm -hmm. People forget where they were and how bad they felt. Yeah. 
It's true. That's a that's a weird one for I wasn't expecting. Right. Yeah. It is. But it's like uh, yeah. So anyway, that, that's a strange phenomenon that, like I said, I ran into. I wasn't expecting to happen. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I have an assessment um, that I do periodically throughout time working with clients. So we both can track where they are in because they don't they don't remember. Um, I think it's. I, I don't know, maybe it's a protective mechanism. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious going back to the, the cortisol levels and PTSD. Uh, again, again, I can't help but to ask the questions, and I don't know if, if you know the answers. But what I see in practice is I see, because I, I measure cortisol pretty regularly, um, and it's, you know, throughout the day and in the evening. And so what I see with, with people who... There are those who are overly stressed and they're way high, right? Cortisol levels are really high. And then those, there are those who have gone beyond that point and they tank. My question for you is when you say their cortisol levels are low, are they low or are they normal? Because my, my thought process is they've gone through their situation, their trauma, their junk, their everything was spiked and now they're in PTSD and they're tanked. Is that, does that sound? What I'm getting, the feedback I'm getting from the doctors and stuff I've talked to is that usually stress and cortisol do correlate. That's why I started down that mm -hmm. path. If you're stressed more, the cortisol level is higher. Just in, in, and the doctors were inferring that themselves, mm -hmm. but when they started to look at PTSD, if your brain was susceptible and it's got long-term PTSD, is that isn't true that when they diagnose them, it's still low cortisol. And when they get better, that hasn't really changed a whole lot. So what I'm being told. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't know, you know, mm -hmm. but that's, so it's like, I, for my purposes, once I heard that, I was like, dang it, I'm measuring the wrong thing. And I didn't mm -hmm. dig much more into it. You know, there's not a long line of doctors waiting to talk to me about what I'm doing, right? Because unfortunately, it's like, I'm, unfortunately, my doctor just died January 1st, but like, yeah. she's the, was the typical my two pet peeves, me personally, blood pressure and cholesterol. I know more than, maybe not you, but almost any person you'll ever meet in your life. I've done all the research. I have all the meta-analysis. But 99% of the doctors are like, I'm going to do what the American Medical Association tells me to do. I don't want to read the report. I say, quit yelling at me about my LDL being 130. It's not Thank bad. you. Yes. Here's all the studies I've showed you. Here's a meta-analysis with 480,000 things in AI. It says it doesn't matter. You know? HDL does, and triglycerides maybe, but that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And blood pressure, I want to know this one. If you're over 60, the healthiest you can be is 140 over 90. If you're 115 over 75, yeah. you're going to die. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. what the stats show when you mm -hmm. take the human mm -hmm. factor out of the analysis. Yeah. So it's, it's all kinds of so, Yes, I am that person where I walk into a new doctor, and they start their routine. I go, time out. You're not doing crap until you get my presentation. First of all, here's my blood pressure for the last four years. So do not call the ambulance when it's yeah. high. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You're going to take it in a second. I'll pull the cup off and go, you're not doing it yet. I need you to mm -hmm. realize that this is my blood pressure normally. When you freak out, you're going to call 911 and start injecting me with something to try and kill me. Right? It's actually a real, real fear. And I've got PTSD my whole life since I was 20. I almost didn't get in the Army because of one measurement. I'm a pilot, so you can lose your license ever if you exceed... 145 over 92 mm, or something like that mm -hmm. so you know every i shouldn't even say this but every commercial pilot that's got to be medical every six months they know the system and how to lie with the doctor the doctor will keep taking his blood pressure the whole time until he finally gets one reading yeah. that passes because they're scared to death i'm going to lose mm -hmm. my career sure when i don't have high blood pressure yeah it's just freaked out about mm -hmm. this thing could stop and i got to find a new job Right, so yep. anyway, I went on a big soapbox tangent there, but it, that was my two pet peeves that I researched tons on, and I, it's so frustrating that I can't get a doctor to look at the thing I'm showing. This says that doesn't matter. Yeah, well, right? I think it's, it's it's true, and it, it's it is super frustrating because I think that the doctors are also afraid of losing their jobs because if if they if you know something happens then they're held liable and then they can't they, they end up losing their jobs when what we have is this system who you know standard of care is to give a statin no matter what if your you know cholesterol is elevated to whatever i mean it's, we have these super skewed 
rules and regulations and, and standard of care that are, I think, a lot of them are dated and antiquated. And, and, and yes, we, we, we don't, you know, I'm, I get on cholesterol soapboxes all the time because they're so important. And when we're looking at these numbers, these aren't the numbers that are really telling us the information. We've got to look at a whole host of other cardiovascular numbers to really understand what, what this is, what's actually going on. And just like you said with, with blood pressure, the lower your LDL as you age, the higher your risk of stroke. And people are so afraid of LDL. I'm like, LDL is not bad. And, and the fact that we call it good and bad cholesterol makes me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Dr. Ken Berry at all? No, I don't think so. Go, go watch some of his podcasts and stuff. His LDL, his question was like 380, his LDL is like 260. He's like, somebody goes, you know, the interviewer is always like, what do you tell people when they say your heart's going to explode? He goes, show me the data. I've done all the research. There isn't any data that says that's going to happen, right? So, yeah. and that whole statin, go on, my other, don't want to go on my attention. The whole statin war thing, <laughs> I've seen every video I think there is. I've read all the reports. Why are those people not in jail? Mm -hmm. That was the biggest lie that's ever happened. It's yeah. the most horrible thing to put 30% of the world on these things. With all, Nikki, if you don't know this, they have a run-in period. So for six weeks, Anyone that had a side effect, they threw them out, then they started the study. That's 35% of the people they kicked out of the study before they said, mark, get set, go. I'm not making this up. Denied. The real data for all those billions of trillions of dollars, the real data has never, ever, ever been released. The guy that owns it said, I'm under contract for life that I can't release it. It's, it's disgusting. It's, it, if you look at the relational statistics, here's what it is. First of all, something you probably never heard. To be in a statin study, you had to have had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? You gotta get to page 200 to read that, right? Little mm -hmm. fine print. Mm -hmm. The data said this, if you take a drug, you have a 100 chance of having a second heart attack within five years. If you don't take a drug, you have a 1.6 chance of having a heart attack in the next five years. One versus 1.6 out of 100. They used relational statistics, which is a term that didn't exist, okay? To say there's a 60% reduction in heart attacks. No, there's not. It's one out of 100 versus 1.6 out of 100. Mm -hmm. And all those other things I just said, it's like awful. Yeah. That's all the summary stuff I try to hand my doctor mm -hmm. and they're like, I don't want to read it. You should be on a statin. I'm like, I'm done with you. No, not taking a statin. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, I'm not keto, but I'm trying to watch carbs. Sure. So my simplest argument is, hey, I can eat low fat everything and my LDL is going to be low, but my blood sugar, A1C is going to be seven. Mm -hmm. Mine's 4.9 mm -hmm. right now. So the only thing that all you crazy people agree on, the only thing that I know of is sugar's bad. Right, right. right? So, <laughs> so I want my sugar low and I'll take the LDL. Okay. I'm done. Well, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And, and going back to our conversation a little while ago, you know, kind of bringing it all, wrapping it all around. And man, I could sit here and talk to you for another three hours, but it's the inflammation. That's the problem. If you have high cholesterol levels, then and you're inflamed, you're going to have oxidized LDL and HDL, and that's problematic. If you have high cholesterol numbers and your inflammation is in check, right? Your blood sugar is fine. All these other things are fine. The likelihood that your 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 cholesterol particles are oxidized and small and dense, right, is much lower, which is then you have the large particles that are big and buoyant and they're there to do their job and everybody's happy. Right? <laughs> it, it quit, just... be, quit, quit being logical and rational and correct. People are not going to listen to you. There's another food for something like that. She actually did the research in the data. She's not doing what the drug company told them to do. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 Man, so much fun. Didn't know that that's where we were going to go, but I can, I'll take it. Cause I love it. It's one of my favorite conversations. Um, anyway, we are past time, which is totally fine, but is there anything that we didn't hit on that you want to hit on before we go? No, I already said it. Just tenderize your brain. It, it, if anyone's as old as I am, 62, there's a comedian, uh, Rick, forget his last name, but he had a thing called Sniglets, right? Back in the seventies where... Mm -hmm. They were words that don't, words that weren't in the dictionary, but should exist, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. And it was hilarious. See, people mailed them in. There's no internet, obviously. People mailed these things in. One of the sniglets was called Bozo, 
So it's one of my favorite ones. It's a combination of bozo and ozone. Uh -huh. So that's an visible gas that stops new ideas from getting to you. Mm. So get rid of your bozone, tenderize your brain, <laughs> open your mind a little bit, and try it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's kind of my departing thought that just popped. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I love that. Um, I think it kind of, it, it, it's... When we lose our sense of curiosity, especially as practitioners in health and wellness, when we lose our sense of curiosity, then I think that I just find that to be problematic. You know, we have to be open and open to the fact that things change, life changes, you know, the data changes as we learn and as we grow, and we are here to learn and grow along with that. So being open to what's new, and it's probably not new, right? It's new to us, but right. it's not new. <laughs> is right. I think it's so important. And if I were to ever lose my curiosity, I would I would just have to stop practicing. Yeah, I was just going to say, those that don't have that, just go ahead and become a realtor. Yeah. <laughs> just, just change your career. I, I, have, I have hundreds of friends. Most of my friends are realtors, and I always pick on. I was like, "That's where your career. That's where your career path always ends. You should, you should do this." And Rick says, "The pinball goes down the drain. You become a realtor." I'm in Cocoa Beach. There's got to be a thousand realtors in a town of twelve thousand people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. But. Oh, so funny. Well, I hope that you come back. Um, this was really a great show. I I hope that we stay in touch. What you're doing, I think, is is just so freaking cool and I want to stay in touch and I want to learn more and continue learning from you and um, yeah oh where can people find you uh, so it's Rizona R-E-S-O-N-A like resonant short for that Rizona dot health but what we'll do is um, forward slash what do you I'll create a unique landing page for your listeners so okay. they can go learn a ton more and then we'll give them $150 off the thing so it's like about $3.99 so you want to just call yeah. what do you want to call Rizona.health slash Nikki or slash do, you, what? do either TLN or Taste Life Nutrition, probably. Either one of those is fine. TLN? Uh-huh. Yeah. Tango Lima November. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's just do that. Rosona Dihel forward slash TLN. I'll have it up in an hour. That's great. Great. Will you um, send that to me in an email so I can then get it out to all of the places? Absolutely. Awesome. Of course. That would be that would be great. Thank you so much for being here. And of course, thanks to all of you for hanging out with us. This was such a fun show. Um, we'll, we will definitely have Mark on again. Uh, you can find me, tastelifenutrition.com. You can find us here every Thursday, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com um, at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. So we'll be back here again next week. Uh, you can find me anywhere you find Taste Life Nutrition, right? So all the social media, the website, you can go to the website, fill out a free assessment. We'll chat about what your needs are, what your goals are. If I can help you, awesome. If there are other people who can help you with really cool technologies like Mark here, then, uh, then we'll do that as well. So um, we also, of course, have Soulful Conception. Uh, we talk a lot. I talk a lot about epigenetics. I can't help it. It's my heart. I think it's fascinating. It is the gift of free will. Epigenetics uh, means that we are responsible for our health and our wellness for the most part, right? We have a lot, a lot of control over what we put in our mouth, in our body, and in our environment. And our health today impacts generations, hundreds of years ahead. So when we're trying to have families, being as healthy as possible is so important in creating a healthy future. We have so much control in that. And so I, um, I hope that if you have questions about that, that you'll reach out or anything else. Just reach out and we'll chat about it. So, all right, I'm going to get off here. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Mark, hang out with me here just for just a second, okay? All right, thanks. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thanks so